Hello, everyone. This is Kerwin, and welcome to an episode of What's Happening in Travel with Kushu and Kerwin. Uh, Kushu is not here today, so it's just me. It's a crazy week. But uh, first, my my airplane today, my airplane background is Airbus A321XLR that was doing some demonstration flying at uh, the Pirates Air Show. So it's right over my, well, I guess it's showing as my left well, that's my left shoulder. It's on my right shoulder. Uh, and that was the, I, was the, I took it at Paris last week. Uh, still updating content. So check my uh, website, passweather.com. And also my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash YouTube slash Cruising Altitude for um, you know updates and things like that. I posted something on the, Velo, the Volocopter and uh, lots of people are taking a look at that. That is a new... Um, EVTOL, Electric Vertical Takeoff and Landing Airplane, uh, that they want to uh, transport passengers next year um, to the Paris um, Olympics. But today we're going to talk about uh, what's going on with air traffic control system. Um, it's been crazy uh, the last few days. Um, if you're in the United States, there have been a lot of thunderstorms all up and down the West Coast, sorry, the East Coast, because uh, it, it's summer. And uh, even here in Texas, uh, the weather, um, I think we're we're in the 90s always uh, for the last week, maybe two weeks. And whenever the, the feels like temperatures over 100, so like today it feels like 106, and um, that's like in the 40s in Celsius. And the actual temperature is 90, 97 degrees, which is like 34 Celsius or something like that. So it is very hot. Uh, I mean, you go outside and you walk, you know, half a block and you're drenched, literally drenched, like water is falling off of your body. Um, so you have to drink a lot of water. And uh, so there's a lot of thunderstorms going on in the East Coast and it's affecting the major airports uh, like the Charlottes, which is a hub for American, JFK, Newark, LaGuardia, Philadelphia, uh, Baltimore, um, Washington National, Reagan National Airport. And what's happening is, so this is a time period, this summer is always a time period when a lot of people fly and uh, the the airports are packed, the airplanes are packed. And so the airlines, they booked everything. Like every flight is packed. And I'm not kidding. Every flight is packed. Uh, so, and air traffic control is having trouble maneuvering all the, the you know, they, they have, um, the FAA actually has a, um, they're in a recruitment drive. But the recruitment drive, I think they only had it for like a day or something like that. But they announced it quite a long time. Now, with the air traffic control system, you have to be 30 or less. Yes, yeah, so with the air traffic controllers, you have to be uh, 30, I think, when you sign on, um, or at least a maximum of 30 when you sign on. And so uh, they just did a, a current uh, recruitment, recruitment drive. I think it was last month um, that they, uh, they had a recruitment drive. And so they're short-staffed uh, and coupled with a lot of airplane in the sky. 
um, what they end up doing, and this is not new, uh, they do something called, like, I'm sure you've been on a flight. If you've been on a flight and you're going into New York, it's almost always delayed. And what they're doing is they are controlling uh, the amount of airplanes that are flying into the New York City area um, within a certain time frame. And what this does, this helps this helps the flow, I guess flow control, I think is the name of the term that they use for it. And so it controls the number of aircraft that lands in the area at one time. But I think the main problem is that the airlines have packed the schedule. So uh, everybody wants to maximize the time for the airplanes in the New York City area is one of the largest markets in the nation, probably the largest market in the nation. And so everybody wants to go to New York. And so you have all these airplanes coming into New York. And then what happens is when you have a situation where they're like, oh, we have thunderstorms. And so we have to slow the airplanes down or there and with thunderstorms come lightning. And if they're lightning on the ramp, it's usually the ramp closes for 15 minutes. So if you see the, if it's 10 o'clock and you see a flash of lightning, you can't go back out on the ramp until 10.15. But if at 10.10, there's another flash of lightning, they can't get back out until 10.25. And so uh, that's kind of how it typically works. And um, well, when the ramps close, airplanes can't leave and they they can probably land, but when they land, they're not ready to go because the people who are doing the ramp have to let them in. And so if they land and they have nowhere to go, then they have to go line up on the taxiways. When the taxiways is full, the airplanes can't land anymore. And so they have to divert. Now, uh, how the system works is uh, when, you're, when, you, when you go to the gate, the, as soon as an airplane leaves, another one comes. I used to work on the ramp and we had no breaks. It was pretty much airplane after airplane would show up. And then you do have a little break at one point, but then you would work for like two hours and it's, you know, there's, there's just no, you just get no break. Now, um, you know, the, the the employees themselves, so the airlines, they're also short staff. So now what's happening is that the airlines are blaming the FAA and then the FAA are blaming the airlines. Meanwhile, the consumers are stuck at the airports waiting. Just had a friend who's coming out of Charlotte to New York and Delta and uh, she had to, she got delayed and uh, they booked her on a flight the next day. And she didn't get on the flight that she was supposed to be on. Then they rebooked her on a later flight. She got home like after midnight that, that day, right? Um, there are people who have been told that they can't get another flight until like the 2nd of July. And their original flight was on like yesterday. And so, and this is happening all over um, the Northeastern seaboard from Florida all the way up to New York. Um, I don't think Boston is expected. I haven't seen anything from Boston, but there might be. Um, and so the the real issue, I think, is that there are too many people flying. And um, whenever something happens, the airlines have no fallback. So um, if they have to cancel a flight because they can't go into a destination, that means that the people at that destination are affected and the people at other destinations are affected because that, airplane's, that airplane doesn't sit. It goes in. And then it goes someplace else with other people. And of course, same thing happens with the crew. Uh, someone in New Orleans said the airplane took off. Well, it left the gate. And uh, before they could get airborne, the crew timed out. 
because it took too long to get uh, out there because they had to wait because um, air traffic control delays. Now, the issue, the problem is that if there if there's weather in the air, which is what's causing the initial thing, um, the airlines are not going to put you up. So normally they would cancel your flight and they're like, okay, great. Because you can't see a flight, we're going to put you up. But if they can't see a flight because of weather, you're not going to get anything. Uh, so, which is why you need to have your travel insurance. They also to me, travel insurance will cover your travel delay. So if you have travel insurance, look at the policy. If you don't have travel insurance, look at the credit card that you use to buy your flight, because that may have some type of compensation. Keep all your receipts. You know, whether by email or whatever you have, but keep them so you can make a claim to your travel insurance. Now, I know many people don't do travel insurance, but, you know, you pay, I just bought a ticket recently and it was like almost $300 for the ticket and the travel insurance was Um, It's a small price to pay, right? Uh, because if you have to stay in a hotel for like dollars then they'll probably cover that depending on the reasons for that. So make sure you check you check the reason for it. I'm not here to sell you travel insurance. I'm just telling you that it helps when you have travel insurance. I have travel insurance. I have an annual plan and that works for me. Uh, Passfather.com slash travel insurance. You can find information uh, on that. I use Trawick. Um, but time after time after time after time, I see my friends getting stranded at the airports and they have no recourse. And if they had travel insurance, they would save some money. So um, that's my uh, thing to you. But there's not much you can do because what happened to my friend was, so Delta canceled. Delta has like three or four flights a day to JFK from Charlotte. American has tons of flights to JFK, LaGuardia, and Newark. Uh, but, but Delta wouldn't book her on American I don't know why. A lot of the airlines are weird because uh, I was I had that issue too where I was going to Miami. There's a hurricane coming in Miami. Um, I was on American and United was going and United was, was um, they were ready to go and American wouldn't rebook me on United. And so what I ended up doing was just buying a United ticket because I didn't want to miss my flight, my, my cruise. And I was going the day before. So I had plenty of time. And uh, I had to buy a ticket on uh, United. And I think um, I ended up getting, the, I was able to cancel the American one and get my money back. So that was fine. Oh, it was, the flight was canceled. So because it was canceled, I was able to get my money back. But um, sometimes with the airlines, you have to stress that, look, you have to know the rules that, you know, you canceled and you're supposed to get me, I think it's within six hours. And they will try to get around it because they don't want to put you in another airline because then they have to give that airline at the end of the month, they give that airline the money uh, that's due to them. There's a back-end accounting system that takes care of that. Uh, also, um, while she was online waiting to be rebooked by the agent, she was on the phone with Delta. Um, but you know everybody's on the phone with Delta, so the, the wait is long. Um, there's nothing... It's kind of one of those really annoying situations because there's not much you can do about it because the airline you're on is canceled and they hold your reservation. They're trying to rebook you on another one of their flights. But in a case like Charlotte to JFK and Delta, they only have three more flights. And when you looked at it, they canceled three. Uh, they had four and they canceled three of them. So there's only one going. Um, and they won't book in another airline. 
So it's it's kind of weird how it all how it all works. Um, and I think Ireland needs to do a better job about it because your job is to get the customer to their destination. I know this is costing you money, but you know what? The airfares are very expensive. They're not cheap. Um, and so you really, you're not taking care of your customers and you're putting the agents in a really, really bad situation because everybody has all kinds of different reasons why they need to get to where they need to go. And every reason is valid because you know what? They bought a ticket on your airline. And uh, and you're saying, okay, it's weather, so I'm not putting you up. But then I, I come up to you and I tell you that this airline has a flight that's leaving within an hour or an hour and a half later. They have a seat. Why can't you put me on there? So you guys, um, and I know it's money. There's no question that it's money. So you all need to do a much, much better job than it. And I know that people who have a high status does not have this problem because the airlines call them and say, hey, Mr. or ma'am, so-and-so, you've been rebooked on this flight, go. So I know it can be done, but I just need to sit back and think about how much it's going to cost them. Of course, it's going to cost you money. It's a cost of doing business. Um, so that's the kind of issues that we are, we are we're facing out there. And as a consumer, um, it, your, your hands are tied because the agent can only do so much. And when, you know, when the agent looks at you and said, I don't have any other flights until four days later, you're going to freak out. But that agent can't do anything. Now, what some people have done is they just go and buy another ticket. Like, like uh, on, the, on that New York market, it was like $298 and they go, by, go and buy another ticket because they can't get out on the flight that they needed to. And then because it's canceled, they're eligible for a refund anyway. But they're probably going to spend more because it's a last minute ticket. Uh, than they normally would. It was kind of weird because I saw some flights were like $1,500. And then another one was $278. And I don't understand what's going on. It's like, how can you have a $1,500 flight? And then another one is $278. Revenue management needs to fix that. I know why, um, but it, it, as a consumer, it doesn't make any sense. And it's because of buckets. Sometimes you only have first class available and first class costs more. But when as a consumer, you're looking at it and you're like, wow, uh, there's bad weather, you have a seat available, I'm trying to get out and you're charging me, you know, five, six, seven, eight times more than the fare that's there. So the airlines, they need to um, adjust revenue management systems so that whenever you have events like these, you don't get these ridiculous prices and, and people go, uh, go crazy about it. So if you got questions about this, just let me know. Um, this is something that's very annoying. I have a flight tomorrow and I don't know if we're going to have issues and I'm trying to get to the airport early and I'm going to try to stand by for an earlier flight. And I'm pretty sure the agent is going to tell me no um, because uh, the fare I have is a basic economy fare. And, but what they sent me a, a thing that says one of the flights is overbooked. You know, can I you know, take an earlier flight or something like that? But when I try to, to look at it, nothing showed up. So sometimes the automations are stupid um and it's just because they don't go through all the scenarios uh, one of my jobs at um, when i used to work with the airlines was to do testing and a lot of these testings it's very difficult to do the testing when the flight is in motion it's difficult for the airlines to test everything right every scenario but a lot of the things happen when the flights are in motion so it's very very bizarre um and then you know 
they have no they have no control over what's happening and people yell at the agents it's not the agent's fault um but they're the ones in front of the customer and some people are like you know i have this to do i have that to do and it takes so long um there's not much you can do the only thing you can do is get on the phone if you can uh and try to use the app to see if you can rebook something using the app um the apps don't always work so well whenever when you need them the most and then the agents, um, you know, their the wait time is long because everybody's calling, and so it's up to the airlines to. Um, they really need to figure out how do I increase. So normally, let's say normally it takes two hundred people to take care of your customer service. When there are weather issues, it's going to take five hundred. So it means that. I don't want to be paying 500 people all the time when all I need is 200, but they need to be able to spool up to that 500 when they need it. And I don't think they do a good job of that because it's really bad customer service to let people wait online um, so they can plan to get where they're going. But your keys, whenever there's a cancellation, is to rebook yourself immediately. The computer systems are doing it, but the computer systems are doing it based on who you are. So if you have a top elite level, how much you paid, blah, 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 blah. You get the cheapest ticket, you're going to be the last to get rebooked unless you can talk to an agent or unless you can get online and book it yourself. Uh, because the automated system is going to is gonna run through the list and do it by, by you know, priority. And if you're at the bottom of the priority, too bad. Um, this is just how it works um, in the airline business. So I'm uh, trying to, you know, let you know what's going on. So that's it for what's going on with the ATC system. Hopefully it'll clear, clear itself up in a few days. Um, but with these massive thunderstorms just forming over the Northeast coast, it's going to happen. Uh, okay. So the next topic I'm going to talk about was, um, Delta had a 717, um, that was landing, I think it was Charlotte. And uh, it the, the nose gear didn't come down and uh, they had to land with uh, the nose gear still locked inside. Um, and you know, luckily everybody was fine. And um, the, I chuckled because all the experts are like, oh, you need to get rid of these planes. Um, you know, the old the 717s are old. Now, a little 717 history. Um, the 717 is actually the MD95. Um, MD because it's McDonnell Douglas, and at uh, one point in the, in the in the history, Boeing merged with uh, McDonnell Douglas. And uh they McDonald Douglas had MD95, and then Boeing, Boeing never had a 717, that's 707. 727, 374, 757, 67, 87, and now they have this uh, 777s in Dash 9. But they never had a 717. And so they made the MD95, um, which is like a better version of the DC 9, um, into the 717. So that's how the 717 came about. They used to be flown by Air Trans. I think that this might have been where Boeing got them from. Um, and Air Tran was an airline that used to be based in Atlanta. Uh, Southwest merged with them and got rid of all those 717. I think Delta took them. 
and then um because southwest is only 737s and but air train came with the with the 717s and so um delta took those i think some of those might have also gone to Qantas, and i think i just read that Qantas is getting rid of the 717s the 717s and hawaiian also flies the uh the 717s they do the island hopper so either Qantas or hawaiian is getting rid of the 717s but they're nifty little planes um and of course you know work the way to the ntsb which is the national transportation safety board to figure what happened uh in in this case so i need to figure out uh but but you know all the experts are coming out oh the 717s are oh they're this they're that and it's like well you didn't say anything until until this happened and they're like oh delta is not spending money to maintain the planes well of course the airlines spend money to maintain the planes um so it's it, it, it's it's, it's kind of crazy um the other thing uh, that's going on this week is um, a lot of airlines are in, in contract talks. Pilots and flight attendants, um, the deals, how they work is pretty amazing. Um, they they have systems and you go in and you figure out where you want to work and you, you work, you know, they, they'll do, um, they have specific times that they have to work, specific times they have to sleep. So there little contract talks are going on right now. So if you go to the airport and you see pilots or something, pick it in. Um, it's because they're in contract talks uh, with the airlines. Um, it's a long-standing thing where the management and the um, the pilots always have a they're always on different side because the pilots think that management gets more gets too much money, and of course management thinks that the pilots shouldn't get too much money. It's it's been happening forever. So hopefully. Um, now the pilots are professionals, so they will make sure that they do their jobs, right? Um, and if they don't get what they want, then they go on strike. And then of course we get affected, right? Uh, always, all the consumers that get affected, but, but nobody wants to strike because it costs everybody money. And so hopefully they can go to the bargaining table and fix that. So you'll see a lot of news about, um, about that, uh, at the moment. Uh, let me just see what else is going on. Okay, so one cool news that came across the news wires. Um, I I love long flights, especially long flights on small airplanes. Uh, I once flew uh, Santiago, Chile, to uh, Panama City on a seven thirty seven. Might have been an eight hundred at the time, and which is a really very very short, very very long route. It's like six hours or something like that, but um. Alaska Airlines uh, is going to be flying um, Anchorage, uh, sorry, Seattle to Nassau, Bahamas. And I'm like, who wants to fly from Seattle to Nassau, Bahamas? But apparently they've done, because when an airline plans a route, they do um, surveys. And they have something called Purdue, which is um, passengers traveling each way. The pass passenger traveling daily each way. And uh, I guess they looked at numbers and it makes sense. Now, they also have another longer flight, which is Anchorage to Kona, but that's shorter than Seattle to Nassau. So they're going to start Seattle to Nassau on a 787, sorry, 737 Max 9. Uh, 178 seats on that little, on that baby. And uh, this is going to start in the winter. Uh, so trying to get people from uh, the Pacific Northwest to Nassau, Bahamas. 
I'm like, really? Uh, but that's an interesting route. Um, so if you want to check that out. Um, yeah, and it's like three times a week. Now, I don't know if they're testing it to see if it's going to work. And if it does, then they'll, you know, make it seasonal every year. Um, but uh, this is a pretty, pretty long. It's going to be like seven hours, five minutes is how long this flight is. I'm looking at simplifying.com is where this uh, data is coming from. Um, but I want to go flight at flight. <laughs> it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, and the thing is that it is not their longest flight on a, on a, on a mass. I'm going to tell you that Copa does Panama City uh, to Santiago, um, which is 6,054 minutes. So it's close. But the longest flight that's actually on a max is 7 hours and 34 minutes from Panama City to Montevideo on Copa. So uh, if you want to have some really cool long flights, um, Copa does really long flights uh, from their hub in Panama City. So you can uh, you can check that out. But I thought I'd end with that today. Um, so good luck with your flights. Um, you can use Flight Radar 24 if you want to find um, flights that are, are available uh, or, or look at the system on a whole and see what's going on. Um, use the app to figure out your, your flights. Um, get to the airport based on your scheduled departure time. If the airline tells you it's delayed, don't go, oh, my flight's delayed. I can, no. Get to the airport on your scheduled departure time based on the scheduled departure time because the airlines can bring another plane in or the time can change. And then you're like gallivanting somewhere and the flight left and you're not on it. Um, so have a good trip and uh, I hope everything works out in the next few days. I hope so for me with my flights tomorrow too. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. This is Kerwin with Kuznatu.com and PassRider.com. Have a great trip, everybody. Talk to you soon.